my goal in my life is to get into rooms and places that people are doing more than me, that want to grow bigger, that want to do more things, bigger impact, give more, do more, be more. I want to get in that room. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of wholesaling and house flipping businesses. The systems and automation that we discuss will help you build a real business instead of another job for yourself. From beginners to those doing hundreds of thousands a year, we go deep into the details and strategies that are working today. And now your host, Bill Allen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. And it's early morning. I am actually doing my day two of a 30-day Facebook Live challenge, and I'm letting other people come behind the scenes of the podcast and just watch this on Facebook Live. So uh, I'm really excited to share some of the messages that I have with you guys today. I woke up early this morning, just kind of called to share something with you, a couple things that are going on in my life, some takeaways from the last four days of the event that I went to, and uh, also talk a little bit about uh, some exciting things that we have going on. But I just... I don't, we don't have a ton of time. I, you know, I woke up early this morning, just really saying, I've got to, I've got to record this thing that's in my head and get it out to you guys, because I think it's going to help you wherever you are in your business. And I've had, I got to, you know, move a bunch of things around with the team. Everybody is already down in Orlando, getting ready to board a ship today to go on a seven day cruise with our seven figure altitude and seven figure runway members. But I think this is important. So I'm going to be sending messages today to say, hey, I uploaded a new podcast. Let's figure out how to get it out while we're on the cruise and we'll get this out to you guys. But if you want to go to my personal Facebook page, Bill Allen, you can find it on there. You can watch it. You can follow me on there. You can um, watch the whole podcast ahead of time if you guys don't want to wait. So the um, let's see, the takeaways from the event I just attended. So I've got a bunch of things going on in my head from this event. It was a four-day event, mostly marketing stuff, but Tony Robbins spoke yesterday for about four and a half hours. And it really got, uh, it changed a couple things in my mind of the way I was feeling and the way that I was thinking. And the whole event gave me a ton of ideas, a ton of to-dos. You guys have probably been to events like this where there's so much information that comes out, so much, so many things. I've got the entire notebook that I was given is completely full with ideas and information and takeaways and quotes and all kinds of things like that. But it was interesting because after listening to Tony Robbins, and I had never been to a Tony Robbins event, I've read a couple of his books, but I've never really been, I've never really watched a lot of his stuff or anything like that. So it was not what I expected. I expected it to be a lot of jumping around, a lot of screaming, a lot of energy, but not necessarily a ton of business takeaways for some reason. I don't know why, but I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. So uh, if you guys have an, an opportunity to go see him or go to one of his events, I highly, highly recommend it. I think it will uh, change some things for you. And what it did for me was it put a lot of what I'm doing into perspective. I shared with you guys my, my message, my word for the year being clarity. And I think this event really, truly helped me get clear on where I want to go and what I want to do. So and really in my life, not necessarily in business, but what it did was it took, it took things back for me for how I can you know, help and serve other people and make an impact. And at the end, right after he was done, we had some time to kind of write down what we plan to do after this, some of the goals and things that we want to accomplish. And it was interesting because I went in there with all these business goals. We had done this EOS planning in the beginning of the year for Seven Figure Flipping, and we just did our EOS planning session for Blackjack Real Estate. And for me, 
everything was business oriented this month. So all the goals and plans and what we're going to do in 2020. And I have, I have all of my, my life goals, my spiritual goals, my personal goals, all those things written down. But if I feel like in the front of my mind, it's all been business this month. And what this gave me the opportunity to do is kind of reset that and get clear on what I really want to do. So what I wrote down, it was interesting because when I wrote down how I'll be successful in six months from now and a year from now, it was 90% about my family and my life and, and things like that. So it was about the relationship with my spouse and it was about my relationship with my kids. And at the end of, I filled up a whole page about that. And at the end I wrote down, if my life is like this, then my business will be successful and everything will be taken care of. So it was an interesting takeaway for me from this, this event. I, I got a ton out of it. And what I found was this is really what I need to focus on is focus on my relationship with my spouse and my relationship with my kids and everything that I'm doing in my business and everywhere else is directly influencing that, those relationships. So those decisions need to align. And when I can get in alignment there, then everything's going to be going really well. And I know that if, if they're happy and if our clients are happy and we're making an impact on everyone with this podcast and all of our mastermind groups and everything else that we're doing, then the business is going to be successful. We will, we will be financially successful. We'll grow. We'll scale. We'll do all the things that we want to do in, in all the businesses that we have. And uh, it's about taking care of the people. So it, it really kind of reset and got me clear on that. And I'm really thankful to have been there and been able to listen to, to his message. I, I've also never been to a place where people are jumping around so much that the floor is shaking of the whole building. It was amazing to see that 5,000 people jumping up and down, uh, shaking, like, you know, taking the roof off the place. It was amazing. So today, what I want to share with you on the podcast is you know, just some of those takeaways. Hopefully that helps. I have, I'm going to share a lot more coming up of the more detailed things that, that I took away from that. But I've shared with you guys that I'm planning on attending three events this year. And this was one of them. And it is just incredible. I might attend another one because I might actually go hunt Tony Robbins down and see one of his events. I really want to take my wife, Lucy. We talked about it last night. Um, for Christmas this year, I told her that I would, I want to, uh, either go with her to a personal development event or, or have her go to one of her choice, if, whether it's a, a female conference, women's conference, or something like that, um, to really you know, figure out how we can develop ourselves personally um, together. So I think the, a Tony Robbins event would be really nice for me and Lucy to attend together. So hopefully she's, uh, she's good with that and takes me up on that one. So, so today, some of the the things that are going on in my life that I want to share with you, there's a couple of things I want to share. There's, I'm going to share, you know, my son just learned how to ride a bike and, and going back through all that after this event and this morning and sitting down about an hour ago and writing down everything that I saw from that in this experience, I really saw three big business takeaways that I want to share with you guys from that. And then at the end of this podcast, if you guys stick around, what I want you to, to pull from this is we've gotten, we've got an incredible tool that we've created to, give you an idea of where you are in your business. And once uh, after that, you can see where am I on this kind of scale of, of, of my journey inside of my business. And it's interesting because Tony Robbins did this uh, chart where it shows kind of where you are in your business, whether it's infancy, it's, um, you know, young adult, it's adult life, it's a kind of explosive growth. It's all of these different areas. And 
is really cool because we created something like that where you can see where you are in business. And then afterwards, what you can do is we, we've got a bunch of deliverables for you that you can take to help you get to that next level. So I'm going to share that with you guys at the end of this podcast. So make sure that you stick around and find out how you can get that. And we got some books and some other things that you can uh, use that'll be tailored to you at the end of that exercise. So I, I, I've really enjoyed working with my son to learn how to ride a bike with no training wheels recently. And I've shared it a couple times on here, but I really, that, that, this has stuck with me about, it was a few days ago, maybe it's about a week ago. We went out and we're riding bikes as a family. So our whole family was riding bikes together as um, me and my wife, we, we got bikes, we all got bikes for Christmas. So we got Will a bike right after Christmas and then we ordered bikes, my wife and I, and we got a little trailer for James and Lucas, our, our two little ones. So they're almost twins right now. James is three and Lucas is just turning two this month in February. And we got, we all got bikes and I, I had to put them together. It took me a couple of days to get all these things put together and, and set up. And last weekend we went out and just rode bikes together and Will had just learned how to ride a bike. So I, I jumped on YouTube. I had no idea what to do and how to teach a kid how to ride a bike with no training wheels. So I figured it out. I watched a bunch of different YouTube videos, five or six different methods. I picked the one that, that I thought I was going to resonate with and that I was going to do with him. And it took a, you know, about three or four days. He was just, we spent about 10 or 15 minutes just in, in the beginning. We took the pedals off and he was just pushing and getting balanced. And I put the pedals back on and we just tried to, I was just holding onto the seat and he was just riding around the, um, the parking lot a little bit. And very slowly I could see he would, he'd get a little bit more, but his confidence was really low. Uh, and I could tell he just, he was really scared. He was afraid to fall. And I was watching this saying, don't be afraid to fall. It's okay. And in my head, my story was totally different than his story. He was, he was scared. He was uns unsure. He was a little bit uh, just standoffish at times. He didn't want to keep going. He wanted to do something else. He would get frustrated that he couldn't do it. And so he, then he would get like one pedal and put his foot down and then a little bit more. And it took about three 15 minute sessions. So we do 15 minutes and then he would go uh, want to play on the playground at the parking lot that we, we went to his school, the parking lot in the school. And he would go to the playground and he would play for a while. And then I'd say, do you want to keep going? And he would say, no, I want to be done for the day. So we'd go home. And then later that day, I would try to get him back out there and he just didn't want to do it. So the next day, the next day he said, okay, yeah, I want to go ride my bike. And we would go and just, he would pedal a couple times, get a little bit more confidence and then go play, go home. And we repeated this cycle about four times. So by the fourth time I didn't want, it was, it was freezing cold. I said, let's just stay here and we'll ride on the driveway. And so he was, we were on the driveway and he was starting to get a couple little pedals. So he'd get about two pedals now before he put his foot down or three pedals and then put his foot down. And then it was like, it was just like magic. He, he just pedaled and was starting to kind of balance on his balancing bars on, on his handlebars, just moving them back and forth. And really I just saw it click. This light bulb just came on and he rode all the way from the street to the fence. And our driveway is not incredibly long, but it's probably about 40 yards. So 
he rode all the way from the end of the driveway all the way to the fence. And I will never forget that moment that he did that because he was so proud. I could just see this, this beaming light from him about how proud he was. I was kind of running along with him just in case I had to catch him, but he still hadn't even fallen yet. So he was still on his bike, had never fallen off, hadn't scraped his knee, hadn't hurt his hands, any of those things. And, but he knew that that was possible, so he was scared. And at this moment, the light bulb turns on. He rides his bike all the way to the fence. He runs to me and gives me this huge hug and says, Daddy, I did it. And I mean, I was, I had tears in my eyes. It was really cool to see. It was, uh, I I don't know, for some reason at this time in my life, I I cry very easily. I'll tell you yesterday at the Tony Robbins event, I was, tears were streaming down my eyes as I was thinking about the birth of my children. And he he had said to me early that, earlier that morning, he said, Daddy, last night I had a dream that I could ride my bike and I, with no training wheels all by myself. And I said, I said Will, if you, want, if you think that you can do it, you can do it. And we went out and did that that day and he put in a little bit more time than he normally would. And he, after that, he runs up to me, jumps in my arms, hugs me and says, Daddy, my dream came true. He was so proud and happy and excited for what he had done. It was amazing to see. So I got obviously got my phone out, got my camera. Uh, we tried it one more time and he could do it again. And then I went inside and got my wife and Lucy came out and I said, you got to watch this. And then he did it again. So he's, he's got it now, right? But now, so now he can ride his bike from one end, uh, from the street to the fence, but he can't start on his own. So he, he, I have to give him a push in the beginning. So he would always, he would say, hey, daddy, can you start me off? And I'd say, yeah, buddy, sure. So I'm holding on to the bottom of the seat and just giving him a little push for the first couple pedals till he gets his balance and then he goes. So it went like that for another day. So now the next day he can go once he gets started, but he just is afraid to get started. So then I said, Will, what are you afraid of? He said, I don't want to fall. And I said, well, you're going to fall, buddy. We're all going to fall, but it's about what we do afterwards. Do we get back up or do we stay down? And so he said, okay. I said, I'm going to try it. I said, all right. So this time I would just get him, he'd get on his pedals and I would just hold it to balance him and then he would start going and he could do that. And then again, that same day, the next day, I, I said, hey buddy, let me show you how to get started. So I would ride my bike. I would get started, give myself a little push, get my balance and go. And so he tried that a couple of times and then again, a new light bulb came off. turned on in his head and he could just do it. So now the second light bulb was hit and he could do it. And as I saw this process, it was really interesting to see as we, as he went along, just getting more and more confidence over time. So fast forward a little bit to the, like the next weekend, we went out as a family to ride our bikes and now he's like riding his bike. He's turning in the driveway. He's getting started. He's stopping. He's doing everything himself and he still has not fallen at this point. And, and hurt himself or anything. So his confidence is just really, really high. He's feeling great. And now we all go for a bike ride. It's, it's a nice morning. We take the, I get the kids all set up in the, in the trailer behind my bike. And then, you know, Lucy gets her bike set up. Will gets his, his bike set up. We all get our helmets on and we take off out of the driveway. And we don't really have a plan. We're just going to go see how Will does and how far he can go. And we're just going to ride around the neighborhood. So we go, we ride around the neighborhood and as we go, he's, he's riding around. He's kind of like weaving in and out and around and his confidence is up and he's doing some of these new things, these new tricks. 
And it's really cool and amazing to see this as he goes, his confidence is continuing to build. And as we get around one of the turns and we're riding down the road, uh, he falls, he falls down. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh no, uh, he fell, he's hurt, he's, uh, he's going to be crying, I'm going to have to carry him all the way home. We're as far away from the house as we have been at this point, and I could probably, you know, I don't know, half mile back home. And so I'm expecting all, this, all these tears, I'm expecting to handle it, I'm expecting to have to cuddle him a little bit and everything. And he just gets up, brushes himself off, and gets back on the bike. And it wasn't a hard fall, but he was going pretty fast and he hit his knees and his hands. And I, he said, he gets up, he gets back on his bike and he says, um, I say, Hey buddy, are you okay? And he said, yeah. He said, you, you told me that I'm going to fall. So I'm just going to get back up and keep going. And I said, I said, buddy, in my head, I'm just like, this is amazing. Like this, he's listening to me. This is like a week ago that I told him this and he's got this attitude of, it's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world. I, I did fall. But a week before, he was so scared to fall that he wouldn't even start. And now as he falls down, he gets back up and brushes himself off like he's a, you know, 40-year-old guy uh, with no problem. It was amazing to see that as he goes. And so he fell twice on this, on this journey. And both times he got back up, didn't cry, didn't have any problems. I said, you want to keep going, buddy? And he said, yeah, I want to keep going. And we rode back home. And as we got home, what, what we saw was all the neighbors were outside now. So we started in the morning about 8.30, 8.15, something like that. And now it's around nine o'clock and all the neighbors are out and the kids are playing and we, we pull in and the babies are ready to go inside. So I, sa- I said, Will, do you want to keep riding your bike? He said, yes, I want to keep going. And my wife took the babies inside and me and Will just kind of kept riding around. And I saw all he, the, the reason he wanted to keep riding was not, I, I think he was enjoying himself, but what I could see is he really wanted to go ride around the other people that had never seen him ride his bike before. And he would ride by these kids and these adults and they would all cheer. They were clapping for him and they were so excited. And all I could see was his confidence just shooting through the roof. And he was, he was so proud, like even more proud. He, was, he, he, would, he would go out of his way to ride by somebody who hadn't seen him before to show him that he knows what he's doing now and he can ride his bike. And every time that they were clapping or cheering for him or anything, I could see his confidence go up and up and up and up. And his excitement for this and him, his, his want to do more of it and want to ride it. And so he just didn't want to go inside. You know, next thing we know, it's, it's, we're get, I'm getting cold. It's getting a little colder. And I said, hey, buddy, I, we need to go in. I'm freezing. And he's like, I don't want to go in. I just want to keep riding my bike. So all of this, this whole day, as I look back on this and I sit down and I say, what can a five-year-old teach us about business? There are a ton of lessons in here that I'm able to pull out of this for each and every one of you and myself. And it's amazing to see what's possible when you take off the idea and that story that you tell in your mind is gone or changed or the way that you think, the preconceived notions that you have, they stifle your growth, your journey, and everything that's happening for you. And a five-year-old doesn't, he, he knows that he could fall down, but he's not afraid to get back up. So I'm going to pull down the three lessons that I kind of 
have pulled out of here for you guys to help you in your life and your business. And I think regardless of where you are in your business, whether you're a brand new real estate investor, whether even if you're not a real estate investor, any business that you're doing, if you're brand new all the way up to a seasoned pro, there's some, something in here that you can pull from. And really, if you really use this for your business and your life and, and take these lessons and, and implement them, they will change how you do business and how you look at things. So the first one that I saw was once he got it, he got it. And I saw this in my journey is, and I see this in everybody that comes through the mastermind groups and the, and the program that we have is there's a big difference between somebody who's never done a deal and has done one or more deals. It is a huge difference. And so once he got it, he got it. He, and from there, it was massive growth after that. So when he was starting, he, the, the, the journey, it was really tiny, tiny changes along the way, like tiny, very small successes, very small wins that we had to celebrate in his journey. And then when the light bulb went off and he could ride his bike, the growth after that was just insane. And this happens in business too. In the beginning, we have these, we think that we want to get from never doing anything all the way up to a successful business as fast as possible. What we're not doing is we're not celebrating those very small wins that we have. And, and I see this all the time as people get frustrated or they quit too early or they don't, they don't outlast. They don't, they don't stay for four months. They don't market for three months, four months, five months, six months. They, they say, well, this doesn't work. I'm going to quit. And he could have done that. He could have said, oh, this isn't working. And, and he tried, you know, there's a couple times where he needed a little push. He needed me to give him a little push and say, Hey buddy, it's okay. Um, we can stop for now, but we'll start again tomorrow. And that's what you got to do in your business. You've got to be okay with these small wins and not having these huge, huge successes right away. But when you do that first deal, that growth after that is exponential. He, he immediately went from riding from the street to the fence to in one day, starting on his own, riding all around, making turns, going all around the, the, the driveway, on the sidewalk, all of these things, and then able to go out in the street with the adults riding at the same speed, if not faster, the next day. So three or four sessions of little to no progress from what it seems to a light bulb going off and a switch going into his mind saying, I can do this. I have confidence. I know that I can. And now that he knows that he can, he does. And it's the same thing in our business. We get that first deal or that second deal and we get those wins. And next thing we know, we can take off. And that's what happened in my business. It took me four and a half months to get my first deal, my first money in the bank. And then after that, it was two deals the next month two deals a month after that, five deals a month after that. And the growth just started happening. And then the confidence came and now I can stand up and I can share it. I can stand up. I can be confident. I can say, I'm a wholesaler. I'm a flipper. I am this. And you take that level of ownership and you take that, you, you now become that. And next thing you know, it's you, you take off and grow like crazy. So if you're newer to the business and you're frustrated right now, that's okay. Celebrate the small wins. Keep moving forward get that first deal and watch your confidence and success take off. And it's just like a little boy riding his bike and being able to do it and the light bulb going off and saying, I can do it. And now that's part of his identity. He can do that now. 
He said, I ride my, everybody he talks to, I can ride my bike with no training wheels. I can ride my bike with no training wheels. He has this, he's not going to get on the bike and not be able to do it again because now he knows that he can. He knows that he can do it and he announces it and screams it from the, the mountaintop and tells everybody. And that's what your business is like. You become that thing, that identity. Now you know that you can do it and you just continue to do it. And it be, when you look back, it becomes now second nature when you do it. It's not a big deal to go make an offer or to go close on a house or to raise some money or all of the things that you're trying to do in your business becomes easy. And now you can go and move forward with it. So that's number one. Number two is he fell down, brushed himself off and got back up. And a lot of times in business and in life, as we get older, it seems like it's harder to fall down and get back up. I don't know whether we're embarrassed. We feel like failures. We tell ourselves some lies or some stories in our mind that we're not good enough to do this. But he didn't care. He didn't even cry. He hurt himself and didn't cry. He got back up, brushed himself off, got back on the bike and said, I know I can do this. I'm going to keep going. So we all, achieve, we all hit a wall. We all have failures. We all have struggles. We all have problems. We all hit something that it's like falling down on the bike in our business where we screw something up. Maybe we lose money on a deal. Maybe we uh, messed up a transaction. Maybe we, uh, I, there's lots of things. We hired the wrong person. You know, it's about just owning it, moving on, brush yourself off, get back up. So we all get knocked down. We all get bumps in the road. We all hit these points in our, in our journey where we want to quit or we want to stop or we want to complain or we want to have a pity party, right? And you just got to brush yourself off and keep going. And I saw this from a five-year-old who I would expect to cry, to run to me, to say, I never want to ride my bike again, to that hurt, to just say, daddy, you told me that I needed to get back up. So I did. And let's go. Let's keep going. Are you all right, buddy? You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And he took off. He took off in front of us, going faster than he was before. And I said, hey, man, you got to slow down. I don't want you to hurt yourself. And he was confident. He, he didn't take it as a blow to his confidence that I can't do this. He knew that he could. He had the confidence. And he got back up. And it's the same thing for you guys. It's the same thing for me. I get knocked down. I fail on a regular basis. The more I fail, the better I become, the, more, the, the stronger I get. I push through these failures. We're working that, that, that muscle, right? That we're just going to keep going through those failures. And I'm just going to learn from it. And he learned from it. I said, what did you do wrong, buddy? What happened? He's like, oh, I was trying to turn too fast. I got a little bit too confident. I wasn't looking at the road. I was looking at the side of the road. I was looking at the sidewalk. I was looking at the house and I wasn't paying attention and I fell. Okay, so let's not do that again. Let's focus. Let's, until you get better and better and better, let's not do that advanced maneuver of riding your bike, right? So that's number two. Fall down, brush yourself off, get back up. And if a five-year-old can do it on his bike when he's hurt, so can you in your business or in life or any of those things. Just keep pushing past it. The third one that I saw was as he was riding around our neighbors, he was getting this like, confidence boost, this injection of confidence where he felt really good and he wanted to keep going. And it's this kind of, he got this courage, this encouragement, right? He was given courage by these other people, encouraged to do this. So it was really exciting to see that. And it, in my mind, I was like, wow, what is happening here? He 
he's getting better. He's going further. He's going faster with these people are clapping and cheering for him because he's getting more confidence. He's, he's showing off the fact that he can ride his bike to these other people and they're giving him praise and they're showing him all of the, um, the accolades that he's getting for that. And he's getting encouraged. And I looked into our mastermind group and said, you know what? This happens all the time. Like we get around other people that encourage us to do more, to be better, to change, to be different people, to, to grow and to build something and to make an impact. And everybody's cheering each other on. And that's why we're there. That's why we're in these communities. That's why we spend time with these people who encourage us to do things and chase our dreams and not break us down and beat us down. How many people in your life right now are saying, what are you doing? What you're going to some, a seminar? Why are you doing that? How much does that cost? You're going to, you're going to invest in real estate. What don't you have a job already? What are you trying? That's risky. Why are you going to do that? You know, all of these things that other people are telling these, 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 these discouraging people in our lives that are stopping us from reaching our goals and our potential. You have this potential that, and this thing that you want and this drive to go do something in your business. And how many people are, are pulling you down? How many people are holding you back? The key is you've got to get around people that are going to encourage you. If those people that Will rode by were like throwing tomatoes at him and telling him that he's like, oh, hey, you can't ride fast enough. You can't do this. He would not go over there and ride with them. He would come back to me and say, daddy, I want to go inside. But they're not. They're giving him standing ovations. They're clapping. There are people driving by their car, rolling their window down saying, great, great job, bud. And it was amazing to see this. It was a, like a world of people who were just embracing what he's doing, cheering him on and looking to see him succeed. Those are the kind of people that you need to spend your time with. And when you do, what happens is you become better at what you're doing. You become stronger. You become, you don't become for afraid to fall. If he fell right there, he would have definitely gotten up in a half second instead of five seconds, gotten back on the bike and rode even faster because those people are cheering him on and encouraging him. And that's what a group like ours is. That's what, when you find the right group of people that you fit into, the, the culture that we have that, that, that you're looking for, that is the encouragement that you need to get to the next level, to keep pushing past that and to grow fast. I saw him go faster and further right then, just right there. It was obvious. His chest came out. He was ready to go. He was like going, I'm going to the bike battle. It was amazing to see. And that same thing happens in life and in business. The same thing happens in spiritual communities, in churches, in, uh, in business, in networking, everything that you're doing. This conference that I just went to, just a bunch, 5,000 people there who want to change. They want to be better. They want to be different. And anytime I, I, I talk to somebody who was like, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of this. I was like, those are just excuses. Like drop the excuses. You can do it. If you want to do it, you can. And that encouragement that person takes that piece of encouragement and says, you know what, I can. What if that woman that I talked to yesterday partnered up with somebody who was different or at a different conference and said, you know, you're right. Like you have a great job as a physician. Why are you trying to do this other thing? Why are you trying to build this other business? You, you make good money. Your life is good. Stay there. She doesn't want to stay there. Uh, you, we are, need to encourage each other to hit those goals. Surround yourself with the right people. So Jim Rohn has a, a, a massively famous quote that says you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. 
So you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Who are you spending your time with? What does your average look like? My goal in my life is to get into rooms and places that people are doing more than me, that want to grow bigger, that want to do more things, bigger impact, give more, do more, be more. And I want to get in that room because if I'm in a place where people are pulling me down, then my... Somebody, somebody talked about an internal thermostat at this event. And I'm going to share a little bit about that because I think this is an incredible analogy. So, and I think, I think it was Tony. Um, it was either Tony or Garrett White. So one of those two. And they kind of, it was two incredibly powerful messages back to back. So you're, you got, if your internal thermostat is at 70 degrees and you're hanging around with a bunch of people who are at 60 degrees, then you're, it's just going to pull you down. Your baseline is going to go down. If you're hanging out with people that are at 90 degrees, 95 degrees, 100 degrees on fire, your thermostat is going to go up and this average is going to start going up. I want to bring up my average. I want to take my average, my potential, so this potential that I have, and Tony Robbins even shared, he said, people have virtually unlimited potential, and we do. It's about taking action. It's about doing the things that we need to do. It's about being committed to what we're doing. And it's about taking that potential and just sending it through the roof by getting around people who are already have that kinetic energy. They're already going, they're in motion, they're, they're, they have this momentum with them. And I want to latch onto that. I want to be a part of that. So you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Encouraging, encouragement builds confidence. So my son is encouraged. He's building his confidence. If, if you fail, and, and the one thing that he said to me was, Daddy, you told me to get back up, so I did. And I kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And I was there to support him. And that's the kind of community that we have. And that's the kind of community that I recommend that whether it's ours or somebody else's or some place that you fit in, that you find that. So as a real estate investor, you have got to find that. You've got to be around people who are doing more than you that are encouraging you to do what you want to do and who you want to be. And that's in your life too. That's you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So who are you spending time with? I am so thankful that tomorrow or this morning in an hour, I'm going to be getting in the airplane and flying down to Orlando to meet my five people. And it's going to be my 200 people, but every single person in there is going to raise and build each other up, not tear each other down. And I cannot wait for this, but from a five-year-old to see that is just amazing. And it just took me to our mastermind group and everything that happens. And inside the Facebook group, when people are posting their wins and posting their struggles, so they struggle, they're struggling and then we're raising, we're, we're building them up or they're, they have these wins and we're encouraging them to go out there and keep going and keep building and keep growing. So wherever you are in your business there from these three lessons of the light bulb turning on an explosive growth after deal one or deal two, or once you get it, you got it. You, you're going to be rolling. Trust me. I know four years ago I was not rolling and now I am. It was one deal, three deals, five deals, 10 deals, you know, 20 deals a month. Now it's just amazing to see that kind of change that happens and falling down, getting back up, brushing yourself off. And then it, you're the average of the five people you spend most time with. So who are you spending your time with? hang out with people that encourage you, that push you to grow, that do all of those things. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions now that you guys can 
you know, answer internally for yourself, but where are you in your business? Where are you in, in that? Are you, are you just going out there and, you know, taking the training wheels off for the first time to maybe, you know, knock on your first door or make your first offer or just starting to get some information and training? Are you doing deals on a regular basis and you're riding from the street to the fence? Are you consistently doing deals and riding around the neighborhood like we were and riding around getting encouraged by people? Do you have somebody else to push you and encourage you and do all those things? So where are you in your business along this journey of my son, Will, my five-year-old learning how to ride his bike? All of us are somewhere along there. Um, and some of us are riding down the street with uh, our hands off the handlebars and, you know, e eating a sandwich while we're riding our bike, but we're still focused on kind of where we're going and what we're doing. And that encouragement of people is what got us there and what keeps us going. And there's always somebody who is a little bit better than we are, who's riding their bike a little bit faster. Or I don't know. They're doing a handstand on the handlebars while they're riding their bike. So I want to be around that guy, right? Or gal. So the, the other thing, there was one other thing, a lesson like inward facing for me in all of this that ties in here too, I think is it's really crazy to think how easy it is for us to get information now. It's amazing when I could jump on YouTube and I could type in how to like teach your kid how to ride a bike because I had no idea, right? I'd never done this before. I was actually a little bit nervous about it. I was, I was scared. I was scared that my son was going to fall down and hurt himself and I, it was going to be my fault. And I was going to, you know, I was scared in all this too. And uh, I went to YouTube and looked for some encouragement there. I looked for some different videos. I found five or six different methods of how different people do it. I, I even found people like arguing about their method being better than this one and reviews and all this stuff. And I spent some time researching all that. And it's just amazing the information that we have at our fingertips right now. And I think we have the same thing in the real estate world. We have so much information out there. The problem that we have in today's world is it becomes confusing. Like we get confused about who to follow or what's right or what's going to work for me or all these things. And so as I thought about this, I said, I, there's five different kind of methods that I looked at and I did some research and then I picked one and then I actually stopped doing that one and started doing another one. And you know, it's, it's really easy for us right now to get confused and caught up that there's like so many puzzle pieces out there and we don't really know how to put the puzzle together and we get caught in this kind of procrastination loop by saying, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should try this. Maybe I should try that. And it's really important, I think, to, to stick with one method. So once, you know, I, uh, so I, I researched these five methods. There was one that I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. And then what I did was I said, you know what, I'm going to go back to the drawing board and start over. And then I'm going to commit to this, this method of, of what it is. And when I did that, I feel like that's where I got progress with Will because we were, I was not telling him different things. I was consistently giving him the same message and the same techniques. And he knew exactly what we were going to do the next day that we went out there. And I feel like it's the same thing. There's, you can learn how to invest, you learn how to grow your business, do all that stuff. You can go to YouTube, you can listen to the podcast, you can do all these things. Um, but finding the right person or the right group or the right place to land to commit to and, and go with that plan, I think it's important because there is a lot of noise about, should I do this marketing channel, this marketing channel, this market? Should I grow a big business? Should I keep my business small? Should I do all these different things? Like, what should I do? Obviously, it's different for every single person, but there are some techniques and, and 
and hacks to this business that have made people very, very successful. So my challenge to all of you guys is to kind of find your tribe, like find where you fit. We talked about the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Find the place that you want to be and then go there and commit to that and be a part of that community and, and just immerse yourself in it and encourage other people, get encouraged by them and go down that path because there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of different things being told. There's all these things like there's get rich quick schemes. There's people that will travel around and do seminars for free and then upsell and upsell and upsell and do all that stuff and just take money from anybody. And then there's some really great people in this industry that are uh, spending, having a, an incredible message, incredible training, incredible group of people. So find the area that you fit, the people that you want to be around, that you resonate with, and then go all in on that. You know, don't, don't have a, one foot in, one foot out. Really go all in. And that's what I kind of learned from it. There's a ton of different, um, there's a lot of noise out there. Shut out the noise, focus on what you're doing, when somebody in that, in that community, in that world that is successful is showing you how to be successful, take it and go. Take it and get going. Get implementing, get to, take, take action, go, go, go. Don't wait. Don't, don't question it. Don't say, well, this person's saying this and this person's saying that and this person's saying that. Look, they're successful. You're following them for a reason. Take action on what they're telling you to do. And that's what I did. I jumped into this community, a seven-figure flipping community, and when Andy and Justin told me to do something, I just did it. I said, look, this guy knows what he's doing. His business is very, very successful. Done. Let's go. And that's why I became successful. I didn't, I didn't go you know, Google it and look for five different answers on free forums and YouTube videos and all this stuff. No. He told me to do something. I did it. And then there is some of that. Let me take a little bit of from here, a little bit from here. Let me put my, my spin on it a little bit and, and go. But I took it. I took fast, massive action. I did big things. I just, I did, was not questioning things. I wasn't going to research to see if he's right or wrong. Like this guy's successful, replicate success. And that's what Tony Robbins shared yesterday too, was when you find someone that's successful, attach to them, do what they're doing and replicate success. It is a proven method to become successful. And I've seen it time and time again, that so many people have come through our doors. We gave out 27 seven-figure club awards this year of people who have hit set, over seven figures or more in their business and in profit. So, and I saw, I saw like almost 300 people walk across stage to get a, a seven-figure award at this last event. It's just amazing to see. And they've just replicated success. That's what it is. Okay, so where are you in your business? And then the next question is, who's encouraging you right now? So really think about who's encouraging you. Who do you have in your corner? Who are your five people? What does it look like? Who are they? Where are they? How often do you get to see them? How do you work with them? Do you have to bother them to give you information? Or are they like ready and open and giving it to you on a regular basis? Who are your people? Who's encouraging you? And then on the other side of that coin, who's holding you back? Who's discouraging you right now? Who's stopping you from chasing your dreams and getting to where you want to be? That is almost as important of a question as who's encouraging you because it might be somebody that you need to cut ties with. It might be somebody that you need to spend less time with over a period of time to start backing off from them. You're the average of the five people you spend your most time with. Really think about who you're giving your time. Time is the most valuable asset that we have. We will not get it back. So I love the fact that I'm getting on an airplane in about... I don't know, 45 minutes now. And 
going down to Orlando to spend time with the people that I want to pour my time into. And I can't wait to get feedback and, and input and things from them. And those are my people. Those are my five people. And then the last thing I'm going to ask you is where are you getting your strategy from? So where are you getting your information from? Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, um, I'm happy that you're getting some of the information from me, but where else are you spending your time? What do you do? Like, what's the noise? What's the confusion that's going into you? Like, are you listening to 50 different podcasts and lots of different people's ideas and things? And, and you're in this procrastination loop because you don't know who to listen to because this person's saying this thing and this person's saying that thing. And there's some noise over here. Or are you getting all your training from YouTube videos or like, do you have somebody to turn to when you have a question? Like, where are you getting your information from? Is it sound? Is it, is it where you should be? I am very focused now on only getting the information that I need right now. So like, what book do I need to, re need to read now? What is the thing I'm trying to learn now? What do I want to get good at right now? I'm going to read that. I'm not going to go read 50 books this year. I said it earlier in the year, uh, every year I've tried to read a bunch of books and just read books just to read books. No, I'm done with that. I am going to get the information that I need right now. I'm going to get in front of, I'm going to get in the room with the people that I need information from right now in my business now. So where are you getting your information from and why? Like really think about that because I think that's one of the most important questions to ask yourself. Who are you listening to? What are you putting into your, into your mind? Are you, are you, are you responsible for all this noise, allowing all of this noise to come in? Or are you focused on where you want to go and what you want to do? Okay. So my three lessons from a little boy riding his bike for the first time. And uh, Will, I love you, buddy. I'm so proud of you. It was probably, um, you know, Tony Robbins took me back to the time that my kids were born. And I still remember holding Will in my arms for the first time. And I was just, I could not stop crying. Like he was, it was just amazing. Same thing with James and same thing with Lucas. So he took us back to three times, three places, <clears throat> three times in our life where we were, like our heart was filled. And those three times are what came to my mind. And I still remember it. Like it was yesterday. I hadn't gone back to that. I mean, I was, I couldn't stop crying yesterday. I uh, was sitting, standing there. Obviously, you talk about the heart with me. It was really hard because it took me straight to James and his heart. And Tony was talking about our heart and how it beats and, and all of these th things about the heart and how, how, how old it is and how it's, it's our life. And when it stops beating, then, then we stop living. And um, I love my boys are everything to me. If you came to Flip Hacking Live, you heard me talk about my story and what I, why I do all this. And it's, it's, it's for them. I want them to just see me as the, uh, I want them to see me as the role model for them. And, uh, I, I want, just want to, it makes me want to be a better person so they can see, they can follow the right person. And, uh, so seeing him ride his bike was, was just amazing. And being a part of that and, and being the, the one who taught him that this is like the first time I feel like in my dad and son relationship that, that I did something that was huge for him. So uh, it, was, it was really cool to see all this and the lessons that I learned in my life. It's just amazing to see what you can pull out of, out of life and anything that's going on around you, there's something there to learn. And if you take the time to really look at it and 
and break it down and say, how can I learn from this? What can it teach me at, you know, 40 years old? So amazing stuff, Will. Thank you. Uh, one day, hopefully you'll listen to this and you'll, we'll be able to remember this time in, in our, both of our lives. And you can look back on it and say, you know, see how excited I am for you and proud I am. So, um, Okay. So I told you, I don't want you guys to, I told you that I would have something for you and, and have an announcement at the end of this. So you guys are some level in your business. So whether you're just getting started or you're kind of intermediate level and you're doing deals or you're more advanced and you're doing a ton of deals, you guys all need a little bit different stuff. You need something a little bit different. So the person who's just getting started might need a little bit more information and some more basics and things like that. And then somebody who's doing deals on a consistent basis yeah, or you know, kind of growing a business needs something a little bit different, maybe hiring their first person and things like that. And somebody who's advanced doing 30 deals or more a year, they're at a point where, hey, maybe they need to start build, bringing in a COO and removing them from the day-to-day -day operations, building more advanced systems and things like that. So what we did was we put together a little quiz for you guys to see where you are. So it's a, like a survey. It asks five or six questions and you can see where you are in that journey. And what's, what's needed. So are you, like we talked about with Will, like, are you just getting started? Are you uh, riding down the street or what are you doing? Where are you at? So if you go to sevenfigureflipping.com and you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see this quiz that we put on the, the homepage and you can take it. And once after that, what we'll do is we have these, um, we have some information for you and some, uh, some kind of materials after that. So wherever you land, we, what I did was we set up different, uh, structure for you and takeaways to go out and start executing on. So it, it's some books and videos and stuff like that that we've created for you guys to go and start uh, to use those. So it's, it's a place so you don't have to go to every single podcast or every single thing that we've ever put together or all the different trainings. It's just that's for you. So if you're a newer investor, we've got very specific items for you guys to go do and things to help you along the way. And then if you're a more advanced investor, we've kind of curated more advanced things right there for you. So I highly encourage all of you guys to go to that page, go to sevenfigureflipping.com, scroll to the bottom, take the quiz. And then what we'll do is right there after that, the next page becomes all of that takeaway, those takeaways. And then we'll also email you a PDF that has all of it on there. So if that's something that you guys want to do, just kind of gauge where you're at in business. I took it. It's really pretty cool uh, to see where I landed and some of the things that, that we had for my, myself as I went back through it. So I encourage all of you guys to take that and just kind of check it out. So that'll give you some, some information. And then the next thing I want to talk to you about is really encourage you to find your people. And obviously this seven figure altitude group, I'm wearing the hat right now. I am fully invested in this and getting the right people to the right level. So I want to, work with some of you guys that are ready for that. So, and just to uh, tell you about it, you $200,000 or more in profit per year or 10 deals a year. Like you got to be consistently doing deals on a regular basis to get into this group, but we have an application. So if you go to sevenfigureflipping.com and you click on uh, learn more on the seven figure altitude information, you can fill out the application for seven figure altitude. That's our high level mastermind group. We meet uh, three times a year and that's where we're going right now. And just a little bit. I'm getting on the plane to fly down to Orlando to go on the cruise with all of our seven-figure altitude and seven-figure runway members. So if you're over $200,000 and our area is not full, we also cap the areas. So put in an application. Like I am, I am going to push you guys to do this. You might think, oh, Bill's selling us on this podcast. Yes, 
I am going to push you guys to get in the right room to build, to increase your thermostat, get the average of the five people that you spend the most time with up. If, if you resonate to what, with what we're doing, why are you waiting? You are losing so much money by not investing in yourself into a mastermind group, into a, um, a group of people that are moving in the right direction, the direction that you want to go. They're ahead of you. They're moving past you. As time goes by, you are, you're giving up the opportunity right now by not jumping in, by not applying. We take people all year round. And this year, I'm really going to, I'm, I'm really going to spend a lot of time encouraging you guys to make a commitment, to step up, to do something. You stop saying, I want to build a better business, a bigger business. I want, I, I stop saying, I want to, I want to grow. I want to do, I want to take myself out. I want to stop going to Home Depot and stop doing the returns and do something about it. Like we can help you. I know that we can help you. This group is amazing. We have got the best real estate investors in the nation right here with us. And I am so excited to go down to spend our first seven figure flipping cruise with these guys and, um, and make an impact on them. And obviously get, I get stuff from the, these events all the time. Just one more deal, 5%, 10% tweak in my business is massive. So go to sevenfigureflipping.com and check out the seven figure altitude group. Um, and put in an application. Like it can't hurt. We're going to have a conversation. And if you apply and it's not the right fit, we're going to tell you it's not the right fit. Like I said, this is not a place where you're going to seminars and we're upselling you and all that stuff. We're getting the right people. And if you're not right for it, and it's not right for you right now, we'll give you some resources to go um, execute on, to go do, to build your business up a little bit until you're ready. Because we got to put the right people in here. And if you're not ready, we also have the seven-figure runway that we open every October. And a little spoiler, spoiler alert, I'm also coming out with some, some stuff for you guys. So we're building something right now for those who, we've got so many people that are emailing us and calling us and saying, hey, we've got, I'm ready for the runway, but it's closed. Like, what else do you guys have for us? I want something else. And we don't have anything right now. We have the podcast, which you guys are listening to. And we also have uh, Flip Hacking Live in October. So we're coming out, we're working on something right now that we're going to have for you guys. So if you go to sevenfigureflipping.com and you click on Seven Figure Runway, you can fill out the application there for the waiting list. And when we have this thing done, we'll, we'll email you guys and we'll tell you what it is. And you'll be one of the first people to know, one of the first people to jump in and uh, we'll have something for you. And in the meantime, take the quiz and see where you're at and see, use those resources that are on the, that page that you get. So, all right. I know that this went longer than I planned, but again, if you're ready for the seven figure altitude group or you think you're ready or you're on the fence or you're not sure, fill out an application, see where you're at. We'll call you. We'll talk to you. We'll email back and forth, whatever you, however you like to communicate, send us a message, do whatever you want. But, um, I'm going to really push you guys to make a commitment, make a decision. If you really want to do something, if you want, I, I saw these people in this room this week and they wanted more. They wanted to be more. They wanted to just, they wanted to get out of what they were doing. They wanted to change their business. They wanted to change their life somehow. And everybody was helping them do that. And that's exactly what we do. Like, we can help you. So, um, sevenfigureflipping.com, the quiz is at the bottom, the altitude group, the runway group, you guys can put in applications for that. And, uh, we'll share some information from the cruise. And so if you're listening to this podcast, we're on the cruise right now. And, um, you guys will be listening to this while we're out sailing across the Caribbean. And then we'll be back the next week doing some uh, marketing. So we're going to move into some marketing things. Cause I know getting leads and, and traffic is like, that's the, 
that's the toughest stuff. That's the thing that most people are giving us feedback. Like I want more leads, need more leads. How can we do it? So we're going to share a bunch of marketing techniques and things with you guys coming up in the next series. I'm really excited about it. So um, if you're on the Facebook live with me, I'm signing off. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And then uh, for everybody else, I can't wait to see you on the cruise. And if you're listening to the podcast, I'll see you next week on the seven figure flipping podcast. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the seven figure flipping podcast with Bill Allen. If you want to grow and scale your house flipping or wholesaling business, check out more insider tips and strategies from the nation's most successful real estate investors at sevenfigureflipping.com.